Welcome to the MGU, the Michael Genomatic Universe podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Michael. And I am Gina. And Gina, we're up to podcast number 10. Whoa. This is going to be a huge departure from what we've been doing as far as the movie content. That's what you have said. Yes, because what we've had in these first nine movies, we've basically been recycling the same characters over and over again. We've had three Iron Man movies, two Captain America movies, two Thor movies. We have Nick Fury showing up in a bunch of the movies. And now we have brand new characters. Yeah, I finally thought I had the hang of it. And Which, now we're going into a whole new thing. Completely apparently. New thing. The good news is they are two Guardians of the Galaxy movies. <laughs> so, But this is the first one. Okay. And it's definitely going to be different. It's all in space, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So are you mm -hmm. excited about it? I am excited. And you're going to do your... I'm cautiously optimistic. You're cautiously optimistic. Because <laughs> when we were talking about doing this, I was originally thinking about having you actually look at the trailer for this because... Right. There's no way to know, just looking at that movie poster, what the heck is going on. Because you don't really know any of the actors' names. You don't know any of the characters' names. At least with like the first movies, like Iron Man and Captain America. You know who Captain America and Iron Man are as but far as... But that's all I had. I that's mean, all you had. I, I think you have forgotten how far we have come. We've come and very far. I had no... I really have had no clue all along. So that's honestly, true. I just looked at the poster and... Made up a story. Right. Absolutely. And That's what I do. I that You did. So <laughs> I thought it would be making life easier, but it's never been easy for you. No. Life is all about things being hard. Oh, my God. That's so pessimistic. Isn't it? It really is. Sorry. I guess it's, it's kind of the COVID thing now. Everything's hard. Everything's hot. 2020 blows. This is the worst year. It blows. And 2020 sounds like such a good year. Like 2020, yeah. that's an amazing yeah. year, right? Remember the roaring 20s? I mean, you don't remember them, but There's remember that was There's, a thing. Like, yes. ooh, the roaring 20s. Yeah. No. The You'll, rolling, thundering, painstaking 20s. 20. It, yeah. The only thing roaring is... This pandemic that <laughs> will continue going. And this podcast is, is, it's roaring. is roaring along, it's too. It's roaring along. <laughs> it sure is. Uh, just a reminder that we are on Facebook, on Instagram, and t Twitter. We're on all the social media. We also would love to hear your questions. We say this every week because this is one of our favorite things to do is answer the questions, whether it's about Marvel or about anything. You can ask us personal questions and we'll answer them. We don't mind doing that. And if you do but that. But people haven't really gotten all that personal. They really haven't. They should. But their questions are great. These are really, really good, good questions. questions. So if you do want to send us some questions, our email address is mgupodcast23 at gmail.com. And speaking of mail, should we go to the mailbag? Let's go to the mailbag, Michael. Perfect. Question number one, dear MGU, when we watch Marvel movies, the dialogue is so quiet and everything else is so loud. Why is that? Do I need a new TV or new ears? Thanks, audibly sensitive in South Minneapolis. Or Mallory. Or, or, well, I didn't, well, maybe she wanted to be anonymous. No, not too bad. It's Mallory. It's Mallory. Uh, so a couple things with that. If you go to the theater, I don't think there's that much of a problem, right? I mean, it's this, the sound is pretty balanced. It's a loud movie, naturally, because it's a blockbuster, you know, whiz-bang action all mm -hmm. the time. But as far as the sound goes, we have that issue, too. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I, my, I have a question back to Audibly Sensitive slash yes. Mallory, which is, how is she watching it? Because remember, when we tried watching on Disney, it was a disaster. Yes, we had it, it turned was. up all the way, and it was terrible. You tried to blame my TV which is repeatedly. A bad, which is terrible. Okay, but we have struggled <laughs> with this. We and, have. And so we've had best luck with Amazon streaming Prime. off Amazon. Yeah. yeah, some of the movies are available through Prime and others we've had to just rent. We have to suck it up and do the four bucks. So we feel your pain, Mallory, and we don't have an easy answer. No, because I, I will say this. I've watched a lot of these movies at home and I do have a sound bar. Gina does not have a sound bar. So we're doing the, the flat TV sound, which is not that good. But even with a sound bar, it feels really imbalanced. The The sound or the dialogue is very quiet and all of a sudden the music will come on. It'll be very loud. But Michael still used the opportunity to remind us all that he has a sound bar and I have a flat screen TV. And only a flat screen TV. Remember when flat screen TVs were all the rage? They were amazing. And that was about... I'm going to have a flat screen, man. And that was like 20 years after Japan had them. Because they were already way ahead of us, and then we get them acting like it's this big thing, and they were oh, like, hey. Don't even get us started on how much we suck as a country. We're not great so, right now. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Mallory. It's a good question, it's and we're sorry question. about your sound issues. We share your pain. Don't get new ears. No. Her ears are perfectly They fine. really are. Okay. Ready for another question? Here's a short one, and it's just to you. Yes. Michael, have you caught Gina on her phone yet while watching these? And it is from Susie, who also happens to be my mother. It's <laughs> a great question, Susie. No, she's been very focused while doing the podcast. Maybe she's thinking about looking at her phone. Maybe she's thinking about things she has to do. I'm sure she is. But she's very focused. I'm taking this very seriously. You really are. You really so, are. So, so see, no, Mom, I am capable of taking capable. something seriously. And I will add another thing. We haven't even taken a break where you've had to look at your phone. You haven't been like, hey, I need to do this. You have not done that in all these mm, episodes. Are you sure? I am absolutely positive. Okay. So well wow, done. Wow, that's, that's shocking. Well done, Gina. Thank you. Okay. Ready for another question? I am. All right. This question comes from Lane. And Lane asks, if you had to get into an inescapable fight with any of the superheroes or villains you've seen so far, who do you think you'd last in a fight with longest or even win? Ha! Win. Well, most of these, they have powers. I mean, they could just hit me. Thor can hit me with a hammer from a yes. distance. Iron Man can hit me with his, whatever, his photon blast or whatever they're called. The only ones I could think I, I'd have any even sort of chances if they're human. So Black Widow, but no, she's going to break <laughs> my neck or hit me with a poison dart or something. And Captain America, dude is full of super serum and would just break me in half. So who do I think I would last the longest with? I mean, probably Black Widow just because Captain America is a little bit faster than her. All right. Yeah. I took a whole different approach to oh, this. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. I mean, clearly, I can't beat any of them. I don't well, have no, it. So no. you have to use a whole different approach. You okay. have to. You, I, so I came to the conclusion that of all the characters, the one who, in the midst of all of it, seemed to be able to be reached on a human and emotional level was the Hulk. I thought about that scene when they were in the cave and it was raining. Oh, sure. And he was the Hulk and he, there was sort of a tender moment. Okay. So I thought maybe I would have a chance to try to appeal to his inner non gentle... monster. 
<laughs> don't know. Yeah. I just That's a good that's actually a very reasonable good call. He, he may ultimately smash me, but I thought I might be able to hold it off for a little while with tenderness. Wonderful. Try a little tenderness. Yeah, I took the very manly way of looking at this. Okay. Damn it. Should we do one more question, one more Michael? Question. Let's yes. do one more. All right. Comic readers are notorious for continuing to read a series or follow a favorite character even when the storyline isn't the best in hopes it will get better or the next creative team will turn things around. If or when the MCU takes a turn for the worse, what would it take for you to stop following along or are you in until the bitter end? And this is from JC. That's a great question. That's a very good question, JC. I think one thing for me is I've already been through them all. So obviously even the movies I didn't really care for that much didn't affect me because I kept going with them. But I think at this point there are there is that possibility that some movies will come up and I'll just be like, that's enough. From what I'm seeing that's coming up from the Marvel Universe, they sound pretty awesome. <laughs> so I think I'm in for the long haul. But it would have to start getting pretty bad before I just started saying, no, that's that's it. I'm done. Yeah. I guess for me in terms of, I mean, I haven't been all the way through it and here we are just not even halfway through. Yeah. And I'm totally into this. Like I'm committed to the podcast. So if things got really grisly, I think I would still keep doing it just because we committed to this and we're doing it. But in terms of on a more general basis, yeah, I mean, they're, they're obviously continuing. We've got another movie coming out. I tend to drop off the Rocky movies, the I'm thinking the movies sure. that went yeah. on way too long. One, two, three, four. It just keeps going and they don't get better. Or Let's even TV it. shows that just there's a certain season. It's just like, oh, you know what? I don't need to watch this anymore. Yeah, unless I'm completely wrapped into it, I then I might hang in there. But but as a general rule, it seems like if things take a turn, they're usually not going to come around. Is so. there a TV show that you watched that you just stopped because you were just done with it? Said, I, I can't do this anymore. I mean, I guess that happened. Well, it just happened to you. It did, yeah. Do you want to talk about yours? Well, I was thinking of one. Actually, there's two. One was Dark. Mm-hmm. I watched season one of Dark with you, and uh, I just couldn't take it anymore. I didn't know what was going on. There's too many threads going on. I can't keep track of the characters. Mm-hmm. It, it was an exhausting show for me, and that's not to say it was bad. I totally saw the appeal of why people like that show, right. right? but it's just not for me. What was the other show? Dexter. I quit after <gasps> season five. How dare you? It got really bad. Oh. <laughs> it got really bad. It might have been season six, whichever oh. the Julia Style season was. Oh, yeah. See, but I loved Dexter so much that I didn't even, I don't even know if I noticed the little tips and turns and dips. Yeah. Because I just, I just loved it so much. Yeah, I hear I you. I just loved it. That's great. Uh, for me, I guess Mad Men is the one that okay. comes up because, and honestly, I didn't get very far, but I just, it was. Maybe I just wasn't in a feminist place to be dealing with the sexist sort of. And everyone said it gets better. It's going to get better. You know, some of that's going to come around. But I just was kind of, yeah. You know what my three least favorite words are when somebody suggests a TV show to me? Stick with it. No, no. Just be good right away and maybe I will. But if it's bad right away, no, I'm not going to stay with it. And I think you're just generally better at moving on and not feeling like you have to finish things than I am. I have this, That's true. I have this weird perfectionist thing that maybe it's a firstborn versus a non-firstborn. That could be. Hmm. Maybe. Me I being don't know. the firstborn in this scenario. That's true. All right. And that wraps up the mailbag. So Gina. Michael. We've come to that time in the show that you love and don't agonize over at all. 
Well, once I get here and it's on the paper, it's fine. You but feel it's better. Just, oh, it's just. And this one, again, we talked about this already, but it had to be especially challenging. Well, once I came up with my idea, then it wasn't that bad. Okay. Okay. So you're feeling pretty great about this one? Yeah. No, I mean, by yes, I mean, of course I'm going to get it wrong, but. And we will post the movie poster for this so yes. you know what Gina's talking about and going off of because there's not there except much there except you see some well you see characters that you have no idea who they are like right. zero but it's not worse than ed norton with looking down with his backpack with that a gave big you nothing the hulk behind it that yeah gave you zero yeah exactly so it was just it was a similar kind of thing that's true i got it i got I it i know you do I got it. once again we're not gonna have to watch the movie after this so i'm looking forward to hearing what you have, the tale that you've spun. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. I'm ready. Are you ready, Michael? I'm so ready. Okay, Let's here hear we it. go. It turns out the balance of the entire galaxy depends on the well-being of a special gem, which is located on a planet at the exact center of the galaxy. This planet is guarded by a group, including one representative from each planet in the galaxy. It's an extremely special honor to be chosen, knowing you represent your entire species and must put your life on the line to protect the greater good. There is one planet which has been banned from participation in this group because years earlier, an evil traitor attempted to steal the gem in order to have full power over the galaxy. Of course, this evil traitor has been plotting ever since. Most days, the Guardians watch over the planet without incident. But then, after so many days and years without incident, they let their guard down and provide just the opportunity evil needs. The evil traitor successfully lands on the planet, and now the battle to stop evil before the gem is stolen begins. So we'll have plenty of deep space action and special effects, and of course, the Guardians will succeed at doing their job, and by the end of the movie, order will be restored once again, but with a little foreshadowing of evil plotting. Because after all, we are only on movie number 10 of the MCU. Very nice. Thank you. That's actually a very good story. Thank you. I wonder how much you got correct. <laughs> well, I guess we're going to find I out, aren't we? I guess we will. So we're going to watch the movie Guardians of the Galaxy, starring Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Lee Pace, and Karen Gillan, and it's directed by James Gunn. Are you ready to do this? I am, but Michael? Yes. We took a bike ride earlier. Yeah. And I know you showered. Yes. But I didn't. Yes. Do you think you can sit next to me, even though I'm a little stinky? I love your smell. Ooh, weird. That took a weird turn. <laughs> you asked. <laughs> so we're going to go watch this now. Let's go watch it. <laughs> We just finished Guardians of the Galaxy, and it was quite the wild ride. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and very different from what we're used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess before we do really dive into this movie... I think is it's it time, time for your favorite part? It is my favorite part. Uh, it was. Is I, it your new favorite? Well, it was my favorite part when you did it, and mm. now it's just something that I do and mm -hmm. hope that I can get through it. Mm -hmm. And I've come close. Mm -hmm. Like, whereas you successfully 
did this. And the Avengers. You did the Avengers, which was the longest of the movies, and you got that down to 24 seconds. But somehow that made it, you you were forced to bullet point. You were forced right. to just really, really. Is this your third attempt? I think it's just attempt number three. Okay. Yes. Yes. All I right. think, or is it four? Because you, I, cause Avengers was movie six. Listen, your progress from your first to your second attempt. Yeah. Lots of progress. That's so much progress. It was significant progress. And so <laughs> I I feel I feel greatness I feel on like, the horizon. Yeah, because I feel like that first one, if we would have done it, the teacher would have written something in my paper that says, see me. It was that <laughs> bad. Well, yeah, and you just needed you needed some coaching, you needed some encouragement, you I needed did. to be told that, you know, practice makes perfect. At some point, though, there's this acceptance that there's a good chance I'm probably not going to get through this. So if I do, it's going to be amazing. If I don't, you know, I'll cry a little bit, but it'll be okay. I believe in you, Michael. That's I do. what I needed I to do. hear. Are you ready? I think we should Ooh, do this thing. I think so. Got oh, your wow. glasses on. You've uh, got your kind of your your. I see you summarizing in your head. I'm kind of summarizing Look, in my a head. Little bead of sweat just came trickling down. It's the more side my pits, of your really. Okay. Yeah. Do you have swass over it? <laughs> I always have swats, unfortunately. Cool. No one can unhear that. All right. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, yes. On your mark, get set, go. Peter Quill's mom dies of cancer. The, an airship takes him away. 26 years later, he tries to retrieve an orb. Uh, Novacorp has a fragile treaty with the Kree. Ronan's a Kree who wants to destroy Xandar, and he wants the orb for Thanos in exchange for destroying the Novacorp. Star-Lord, Rocket, Groot, and Gamora all end up in prison after fighting for the orb. Gamora is the daughter of Thanos. She betrays him and Ronan. They escape. They go to nowhere to deal with the orb and go to the collector. They, that goes badly. Drax calls uh, Drax calls Ronan. Bad things happen. Ronan gets the orb. That was 24 seconds. Oh my goodness. Star Lord saves Gamora and big battle. Oh. Hmm. Anyway, so much there. Amazing how quickly it goes. And I just have to say, as I listened to you, I was so glad I didn't have to do it. Oh really? Why is uh, that? Because it was just—I mean, there was a lot in this movie, and I couldn't the, all the character names. I mean, I just yeah. Yeah, that yeah. they were a little harder to keep track of. Uh, I, I thought I was going to get through this one. This one felt okay, and I probably could have glossed over other things, but that's okay. Yeah, I think I did okay. Again, third attempt. I get—I always get to the third act, and it's—I'm just about to talk about the big battle, and then ring, 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 ring. Right. Right. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I got hung up on how cocky <laughs> yeah, I Iron Man was. I should have mentioned And you Lord's get cockiness. hung up in the details. I do. I, I go into so much detail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you just need to reflect and regroup and come back next time. You got this. I, I, I will try again. Yeah. I will try, 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 try again. Try, try, try. Oh, my God. How did this turn into my bit now? This Nick. was for you. Nick. No, oh. it wasn't my idea. It was Nick's idea. Why do we listen to him? You know, oh, he's Nick. family. Oh, Nick. Oh, Nick. Just fine. Well, fine. Well, before we get into the movie, I think it's time to do some fun facts, don't you think? Let's do it. All right. Guardians of the Galaxy was released on August 1st, 2014, and was written by James Gunn and Nicole Perlman, and directed by Gunn, who had previously written and directed the horror movie Slither and the very dark and violent superhero movie Super. He also wrote Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo 2 as well as the Dawn of the Dead remake. Hmm. Opening weekend, domestically, it made $333.2 million. Worldwide, $772.8 million, which is number 13 in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the number 100 movie of all time. And it was a reported budget of $100 million, which looks like it was all used. 
considering the other budgets, this was actually smaller than a lot of the other movies. And the, but it looked really good. Yeah. I, well, I don't know what the cost is of digital special effects a versus lot. like actual blowing up cars. Yeah. Well, I imagine <laughs> they probably saved because these weren't big name actors really mm, too mm-hmm. so that, i bet that's a big part maybe of it. yeah that could be yeah so reviews that received a 91 percent on rotten tomatoes what do you think the audiences gave this film i think they gave it an a michael that is correct mm-hmm. surprise uh critics praised the look of the film and the actor's chemistry as well as the humor mixed with the fun action scenes several actors auditioned for the role of peter quill including eddie redmayne john krasinski and joseph gordon levitt ultimately it came down to chris pratt and glenn howerton from it's always sunny in philadelphia Before this movie, Pratt was known as Andy Dwyer on Parks and Recreation. He trained for six months before filming and eventually lost 60 pounds. Whoa. Yeah. By the way, I always feel like John Krasinski is in this talk for lead roles in the Marvel Universe. I was just going to say, he must have really wanted in. And he's never been in. He really wanted in. Sorry, dude. Uh, The original Guardians of the Galaxy screenplay was written by Nicole Perlman, the first woman to ever be credited with writing a Marvel-produced screenplay. Cool. So, 10 movies in. Finally a woman. Finally. (laughs) Finally. Gunn did come in eventually and rewrite the script, but she received a credit for being the original writer. The soundtrack album Awesome Mix Volume 1 reached number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart, the first film soundtrack ever to reach number one without a single original song. Oh. It's a good soundtrack. Yes, it is. It really is. Star-Lord's ship is called the Milano after Alyssa Milano, star of Who's the Boss and Poison Ivy 2. Oh, God. (laughs) I don't know why I brought that in. It just made me laugh to think about it. Yes, and it made you laugh again. Yeah, it really did. Well, because Poison Ivy is the worst movie. It's so bad. Unless you want to see Drew Barrymore make out with an old Tom Skerritt, which who doesn't want to do that? It took the makeup artist five hours every day to do makeup and apply 18 prosthetic tattoo pieces onto Dave Batista. According to Pratt, Batista never complained one time. Mm. That's a lot of time in the makeup I chair. was wondering about that as we watched. It's pretty amazing. Yes. It really is. The Guardians of the Galaxy first appeared in Marvel Comics in 1969 in issue 18 of Marvel Superheroes. It was written by Arnold Drake and penciled by Gene Colan. The original members of the Guardians were Vance Astro from Earth, Martinex from Pluto, Charlie 27 from Jupiter, and Yandu from Centauri, Centauri 4. Only Yandu appeared in the movie, but not as one of the Guardians. So none of the hmm. original Guardians are in this movie. Interesting. Except Yandu, okay. except yeah. Yandu, who wasn't even a Guardian. Right. So anyway, those are the fun facts. Well, let's get into it, Gina. Yeah. Actually, before we do, though, I, there's one thing I wanted to say to Mallory. Oh, yes. Because I thought of this as we started watching the movie. She was talking about this. Her question previously was about yeah, sound yeah. and how the dialogue seems quiet, but the, the action mm-hmm. scenes are loud. And I was I had forgotten to mention it then, but the subtitles, highly recommend yeah. subtitles for you, Mallory, if you're not doing it. And the reason I noticed it so much is because there was, I don't know if you noticed, there was a delay there was. There was a little delay this time. And so someone would say their line mm-hmm. and the subtitle was a little bit behind it. And I realized how often I needed to refer to the subtitle yeah. because of the sound or the mumbly or whatever. It right. was really nice for me to have that clarification of the subtitle. So Mallory, if you're not already doing it, I highly recommend English subtitles or yeah, whatever language you, definitely. you are fluent in. And one thing the subtitles do too is they, they mention the character's name. 
too. So right? it really That's very helpful. reinforces that constantly because it's easy to get confused when there's a lot of characters when they don't have traditional names. You think? <laughs> there's a lot of characters in this movie. Okay. So there's a lot to talk about, as always. Um, and why don't we start out with our most valuable player for the movie? Who did we love? Who did we think was most important? Whatever you feel like. You know, what, whatever your standard is for the valuable, sure. val, most valuable character in this movie. So let's hear it. Who's sure. yours, Gina? So I don't know if this was the, the most important character, but this is definitely a character I loved. I loved Groot. Yes, yes. I loved Groot so much. I And the first thing that struck me was the expressions. Yeah. You know, here's this tree face, I guess, with no nose. Yeah. But the, just the expressions and just kind of the sweet, like, and then some of the badass um, fighting that yeah. Groot did when Groot had that root that went and shot through like yes. seven what different people. Moment. And then he slammed them back and forth and turned into that funny smile. Yeah. Um, and then I was so sad when he died. Yeah. Isn't it amazing this movie? Uh, one thing I want to give it credit for is just how the emotion in it. There's so many ups and downs. It's funny. There's some really great high moments but that moment kills me every time and i didn't want to believe it was true because right. well and of course we have a little sprout that yeah. we're growing now nobody that... dies in the marvel universe <laughs> so i love that about the marvel universe yeah, yeah. but anyway so Groot's my mvp who's yours well i was going to say something about Groot too oh. uh, about the character because uh, honestly i'll come up with a different one because Groot's my mvp as well but i'll, I'll do an, you're always so of... nice to let me go first and well take yours. i think Groot's kind of a i mean Groot's amazing it's a great character it's, it's just Pure goodness is what Groot is. Mm-hmm. Just as far as everybody else is kind of a, an asshole. Yep. You know, in, in a lot of ways. Right. Groot is good. Yes. And is what's both like that line, we are Groot. This is we are together. That's how I look at Aww. it. And it's just beautiful. And one thing that's interesting, this is totally Vin Diesel's best role ever. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I mean he's I mean, but he he does a really good job of conveying the emotion with just saying I am Groot. And I find that amazing. And so kudos to Vin Diesel. All right. Because I'm not a Fast and Furious fan. I've watched a couple of them. And I don't find him particularly great at acting. Uh, But one thing that I did not include in the fun facts, and if I remember this correctly, James Gunn, when he wrote the script, I Am Groot is actually that when it's a substitute for other lines. Like he actually wrote what I Am Groot means. So Vin Diesel knew how to emote. Oh. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. So, yeah. And yeah. then, of course, we had the raccoon. I don't remember. What Rocket. The, who who would respond to whatever we were to assume was said. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So that actually works with that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Groot's right. a great choice. Well, you don't have to pick a different one. I mean, we can well, have the same one. I have one very close to Groot. So it's not like it's an easy choice besides Groot. It's Drax. Okay. Drax is my choice. I think for a couple of reasons. One. Uh, for a long time, I was I was a wrestling fan, and so it was really cool to see Dave Batista, this giant man who, in wrestling, I mean, he was for a while. I mean, he was he was a big dude, and he he was world champion. He did a lot of cool things, and and he got better over time. But I never would have imagined him in a role like this, where he's really good. He's physical. He's this imposing figure, and he has amazing comic timing. He is funny. Yeah. I love Drax. Okay. I just love that character. And he's a completely flawed character. Uh, I mean, he makes the mistake of contacting Ronan because he wants to destroy him and basically puts a plan to hell. Right, right. Uh, But 
also admits his flaws. And I don't, it's just the way he delivers his lines. There's so many things great about Drax. Okay. And I love Drax and Groot together. I like, I mean, they're all great. They're, yeah. All the characters are so unique and it's hard to pick an MVP besides Groot. <laughs> Groot's the easy choice. Clear choice. Uh, clear choice. I should say easy choice. Clear choice. Clear choice. Uh, so, I will say Drax. Okay. So cool. So let's get into the movie. All right. A lot. There's a lot that happened in the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I covered it so well in the 24 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's things that that happen that are are foreshadowing to future movies. I believe as far as the Infinity Stones, mm-hmm. those are going to be a big deal, obviously. Uh, and Thanos, we see we see Thanos for the first time. Really, well, second time we saw his face at the end of the Avengers, but we mm-hmm. see a that shot of him on the throne. Right. Uh, so there's a lot of things. So I, what did you think and about the movie? Oh, I guess we'll say this. What did you like about the movie? Yeah. Well, um, okay. So I will say, I will start by saying it was jolting for me to just kind of start all over again. That's right. How, you know, I didn't have any characters to get, fall back on. Oh yeah. Oh that. Oh yeah. Him. Oh yeah. her. Yep. You know. So here's somebody I know. So it was a little dizzying trying to. It moved along, you know, really quickly, and I thought I, I kind of felt like I was missing something for a long time. So mm-hmm. I was a little discombobulated yes. throughout the movie. But my very favorite thing about the movie was the music. I yeah. loved the soundtrack, and I thought the music gave it a nice fun. You know, because there's a lot of dark fighting scenes. And so yes. we, we kind of always went back to the music. That was a back, you know. So I love the music. The music yeah. was great. I liked that there were, um, well, and I didn't know until you gave the fun fact about the additional woman who was a big factor in the movie. But the, there were there are more women in these movies. And I yeah. liked some of the old school girl power fighting. Yeah. Um, the Who was the green lady? What was her name? Oh, Gamora. Yeah, I mean, she. There were some great scenes with her just doing, you know, sort of martial arts style, style fighting. Yeah, and, and she a fight was, with Nebula. Yeah, the, yeah. The sister. I loved that. Yeah. So I really liked it's that. Really good. I loved Groot, as I said. Yes. I really liked the the space, the scenes showing space. There was just some beautiful yes. artistic sort of scenes with sunsets and clouds and rock and some of the. There were just some really nice um, cinematic. Yeah, elements Absolutely. I think to the way that, and obviously it was all special effects and yeah, the and one, art basically, but absolutely. it was really well done. The one shot that I love um, is that when they're going to nowhere, and yeah. it's that severed head. Mm, or they say yes. well, the severed head of a celestial being. Right. That was amazing looking. What a cool shot. Yes, I, I love it. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And it was exciting as they were going to go in to see what it was like inside, and then they were mining the. Yeah. You know, just, that was fascinating. Yes. So really liked that. Um, I liked a lot of the humor. A little bit of it felt a little lost on me. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite things was when Gamora. Gamora said. Uh, oh, she said to Quill, oh, you, you, uh, you and your pelvic sorcery. That was a really funny line. It's a really good line. I really liked that a lot. Yeah. Um, I have to say, Quill, I sort of had a love-hate relationship with his bumbliness for a while. Okay. But then he, it started to remind me of, it was a little Hans Solo-ish. It is, yeah. It was, he, he very much, he... I felt like he echoed that character a lot from Star Wars, and mm-hmm. I liked that then. Then I was more into it after that. They have similar f- motivations when you think about it, because Han Solo is a smuggler. True. You know, and they're both. I mean, they're they're in it for the money. True. You know, that's one that's one way to think. Yeah, about and it. he's cheesy, and he makes mistakes, and he's a little off. Yeah. But but he's a good guy. Kind of charming. 
and charming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I would. It was. I wasn't sure where I was going to put that at first, but in the end, I, I did like yeah. that about him. He grew so, on you. Yeah. So, um, and then the raccoon uh, rocket. Yeah. That was another one where at first I just wasn't sure about that, and yeah. and I actually put that because I do a positives and negatives. Okay. In yeah. columns. Oh see? sure. Nice. Very well done. Helps me stay a little more organized while we're talking. And I put the raccoon right in the middle with a question mark because I just wasn't sure. But then in the end, I really, I thought that was a fun character. Yeah. I decided I liked it. So. Well, the funny thing is that's Bradley Cooper voicing and you'd have no idea. No. That's a, that does not Well, I asked like you. A, I asked you in yeah. the middle of it. Who is this? Yeah. Because the name's on the poster. But where, where is I had it? forgotten that because I was yeah. so lost trying to just keep up with the movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was it hard to, I mean, was that hard to keep up for you as far as plot wise or just characters or was it everything? Um, I, well, I don't know if it was hard to keep up. It's just, it was a little dizzying with all the fight and action scenes. Mm -hmm. And I just, again, I think it was, it's number 10. And in my brain, it was like, well, whoa, 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 where, who are any of these people? And I was, I was kind of just in a different rhythm all the way up until now. So tell me some of the things you loved, Michael. Yeah. There's a lot of things that I like about this movie. I, I love that it's just different than the other Marvel movies. I like the setting and space. I love the characters. I think this is truly an ensemble movie. And uh, one thing that crossed my mind as I was watching this, because the, it's such a good ensemble. They're, they all play off each other very well. I was wondering if James Gunn, I was thinking about how he would have directed the Avengers hmm. as an ensemble movie. If the, how the humor would have been different. What would, have the plot, what would the plot be? Little things like that. How would have he handled that? kind of thing sure uh, so I really enjoyed just the the ensemble of this movie uh, one one character that we've overlooked that I adore is Yandu uh, mm. Michael Rooker playing him I just love that character because he's he's this badass mean kind of he's just a mean guy but at the same time he obviously loves Peter Quill and also comes off as a total hillbilly sort of hick. Right. So then you don't expect him to be very smart or devious, but then he has that amazing weapon. That, yeah, I can't remember what the name of it is. There's a name oh. in the universe for that, but the fact that it just, when he whistles and it just takes out everybody. Yeah, and he can hover it by someone's throat yeah. dangerously, but yes. then when he wanted to, it went through, I don't know, dozens of people, yeah. took them all down. Ooh. Yeah, it, badass. He's uh, he's a fantastic actor. I've always been a big fan of his anyway. Okay, and just in this movie, he's he's wonderful. Uh, so I love that. I thought the action scenes were very well done. I love the prison break. I thought that was amazing. Really cool. Mm-hmm. I, it was a, it was very silly. The, the part that just makes me laugh is they're talking about how they're going to plan it, and there's Groot in the back taking the battery out that was supposed to be the last oh, thing they yes. do and you just see Groot messing around in the background he's just he's just fooling around in the background yeah, yeah. I love that and then they just start doing the other they, they start doing everything they need to do right and it's a really great scene yes. everything in that just works because you see you start to see why well, I guess I like it when it's a showcase for their powers like what do they do what right. is what's so special about them Rocket obviously love, loves guns mm-hmm. Groot is just as brute force mm-hmm. and uh, and then you see Gamora fighting well and also a, a his body for lack of a better term right. can change so much yeah. he can do all these creative things right and uh, that's another thing I, I think this movie did a very good job of making me care about all the characters right in the beginning there's it's the tragedy of his mother dying so Peter mm-hmm. Quill has that going on the whole time is his dead mother you know it's it's very sad right and uh, yeah it was a very sad it's start a, it's a very sad scene 
that's one thing I like is when a movie makes me care. I really actually care about the outcome of this these characters. Yeah. Uh, not every movie does that, or not every superhero movie, because it's just it's so inevitable if they're going to win. I this made me really care about oh how are they going to get through this? Right. Because they're for the most part, I mean, they're not. They're obviously all powerful, but they're not superpowers necessarily. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I, I like the bad guy in this movie. I thought he was very cool. I, I thought the first time I saw this, I don't think I liked him as much. Uh, Ronan the Accuser, that's mm-hmm. his name. And in this one, I just I love the way he's played. He's just this ferocious guy who's willing to stand up to Thanos, mm-hmm. uh, who's the most powerful being in the universe. Right. And uh, he played it great. But there's also that moment where... Peter is dancing to distract him, and he just does this, what are you doing? <laughs> it's so great. And so kudos to that actor. I think his name is Lee Pace. Okay. So, so lots of things that I love about this movie. I could probably just go on and on and on. I won't do that. But um, it, there's just so many great, wonderful things. I love that Marvel allowed this movie to be made. Hmm. Okay. Because it goes against the other movies as far as they didn't. They had really no... Um, no familiar characters in this. Even if you are just a regular viewer of Marvel movies, you don't know these characters. These are these is this is kind of an underground comic in the Marvel world. There's not a lot of people that know about Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they got it made is amazing. Okay. Well, and I don't know if that's a foreshadowing or if it would be a spoiler for me that this is if this is a standalone different even within the 24, but I just, the reason I asked you when we got done, I was trying to understand where the phases were. Phase oh, one, phase, phase, one, phase two, two, phase yep. three, because I can't, this, I'm very confused about the second phase. I yeah. don't understand why. Maybe it's going to make sense to me at the end, but I, you know, the first phase made a lot of sense. Here were the characters. Yeah. Here was the Hulk, here was Iron Man, blah, blah, blah. And then we had the, the final mm-hmm. movie. And I was like, okay, yep, that makes sense. This one, I feel like, is all over the place, and I don't, I can't see any rhyme yeah. or reason. I think you're right, actually. It is more all over the place. The first one, it was a build-up to the Avengers. Yeah. That's what phase one was. This one doesn't have that build, because we'll get to the next movie. Uh, there's two left in phase two. There's not a build. Phase three, you'll see more of that build. So what, what makes it phase two? What signifies it? Well, let's, have we'll look, talk about have it at the end. I have to look that up because okay. I honestly don't know. Well, we don't need to belabor that now because we still have the two movies left. But right. I'll be curious to see how that feels after yeah. the end of... And there's 11 movies in phase three, which okay. is crazy because yeah. this, the first one had six. Right. This one has six as well. Six, yeah. And the next one has 11. Okay. So, huh. yeah, they go, it, gets, it goes deep. Sure, uh, sure. Phase three. So how about dislikes? Was there anything you disliked about the movie? Is there anything I really disliked? Uh, not really. I, I think there's... Really? Not not a whole lot. I, I think if there's anything, I think some of the jokes fall flat. Okay. Uh, and I think it's partially... I, I like Chris Pratt. I think he's a very good comic actor. He's in Parks and Recreation, and I know you've not seen that. Uh, but he, he plays kind of the bumbling sidekick guy in Parks and Recreation. He's kind of a secondary character... But he's very funny, and okay. he's got he's he's got a heart of gold, but he's kind of dumb, and he brings that to this character. And I don't know if it completely works. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I actually think yeah, as a lead, as the main lead, maybe that was just a little bit of what was missing. It maybe been. he's be- he's the better backup. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that was the only part. I think. Well, I'll say this. I'll go back a second. I think like you, he grew on me. 
you know, as the movie went on, because the beginning it was just kind of like, oh, okay, you're he's. I think it was it was there was things that were supposed to be funny, and right. I didn't find him that funny. And then as it went on, and he started being part of the ensemble more, they were playing off each other. I think things grew funnier. Yeah. Now that we've talked it through, I think that's exactly what it is. He he didn't he wasn't a convincing enough strong lead. Yeah. So the funny and the this and that, we didn't have enough depth to bounce the funny off. Yes. And then once we got to know him better, it was okay. But I would say that was a slight fault. Yeah, I agree. the movie for sure. I agree. As far as other things, I, no, I don't have any other things that I could think of okay. off the top of my head. So that you really, really liked this one. I like this movie. I like okay. Guardians. I, okay. I love everything about it just about. Okay. So uh, yeah, what, what are some other things that you did not like that maybe will ruin it for me? <laughs> let's see what let's see if I can ruin it for you um no but actually it's I do think it's interesting as we talk about it because sometimes I like certain things better after talking it through yeah. and other things I see in a different way mm-hmm. um I didn't have a ton of things that I didn't like but I felt um some of the flight scenes and fighting got a little tedious okay. for me I was a little oh, okay because you know it's it's very special effectsy and mm-hmm. a lot of times we'll see a lot of people in their ship banging around and then we'll see explosions here and there and it okay. just it's dizzying but sure. that's just kind of a me that's a me thing that makes sense though um, i can understand that you know i like a little more of the and, and that's how some of these space movies are there's right. just a lot of that kind of stuff but it's not it's not my favorite thing you like like but you like the hand-to-hand combat i do that's one thing i mean you like seeing black widow and captain america up front and just punching the hell out of people uh, yes yeah I <laughs> now it. that you mention it <laughs> yeah. yes yeah i do too um, I thought I was very concerned that Quill um, and Gamora were going to end up in a romantic mm-hmm. kiss. And I was very glad they didn't. Yeah. Because their romantic scenes to me were f- not, it just didn't seem to work. Yeah. I, I, they didn't know each other well enough to have that. It was kind of like with Thor and oh, Jane Foster. And Jane Foster, how, you know, we've been, we've complained about this in both of the, both times why are you together like what is it because you haven't really gotten to know each other and what is it just sheer lust yeah so that was sort of how i felt about the whole so i was actually happy that they ended up friends and then drax i so it's oh well interesting so you loved drax and i really the character really did grow on me but i have to say that what you felt was comedic timing I felt was they gave a guy who's not a great actor deadpan lines to say because that's kind of all he could do. Okay, fair and enough. And I think I I don't. It's not that I don't think it worked because I think that it did. But there was one line in particular that I didn't I didn't care for, and it was when he's talking about um, all the rage that he's had over the death of his wife and his daughter and he said all that rage that I had and you know blah blah whatever it was it was just to cover my loss oh and it just was like uh, uh, uh. thank you Captain Obvious I don't know it was just that, okay. that line yeah. bummed me out oh <laughs> so. was it was it the line or the delivery of the line or both I think it was actually what he was saying because we all of course we all know that all that yeah it, it just yeah. it seemed I don't know. I just didn't like the line. Yeah. But um, but he was, I thought his deadpan, whether it was comedic timing or terrible acting or whatever it was, I did think in the end that as the ensemble group, as you said, he fit really well together with all of that. And yeah. by the end, I liked it better. Honestly, 
I think I would like this movie better seeing it again. It was one of those, you know, sometimes just trying to keep up with what's happening and, and learn the characters. Now that I kind of know what everybody was, I think I could just enjoy the movie for the movie a little bit more. That makes sense. But it was just a little... I don't know. I just felt a little lost. Okay. And not that the storyline was that complicated. It really wasn't that. It just, it was just, I was just a little off. Yeah. With this one. That makes sense. It can happen. And especially when it's completely new stuff. Maybe that was it. Yeah. I just felt like I was so in the groove with where we were so far in the MCU. And now I'm kind of like, huh, okay. <laughs> Stupid guardians ruined your groove. I don't want to rain on your parade because you obviously not at all. really, really loved it. You're not at all. You're supposed to have different opinions sometimes <gasps> on these movies. You're right. You know that's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's definitely different. And I guess maybe, uh, especially with Drax, I I can I totally understand what you're saying. I get that. I think I just I just enjoy the deadpan humor like that. I don't whether it's acting or whatever. I don't know. I don't know if it was a choice or. Maybe he is a bad actor. Uh, he he's done a lot of other movies now at this point. Oh, has he? He has, yeah. Okay. So I've seen him do other things, and he's he's pretty. I mean, he's gotten better. He's not like I don't think he's made the transition as well as let's say The Rock. Sure. Um, who's actually a pretty good actor, right, right? Which is weird, but he is. I think he's good. He's obviously good enough where people are still casting him in things. So right, uh, yeah. I yeah. think that's interesting that he had. I think you're just better at just enjoying things for what they are than I am. Maybe I've also seen this movie a few times. I've seen these all a lot of times, and but maybe, maybe I'm not. I am definitely not as nitpicky as a lot of people with movies. And as I, me, Michael, just say it. As it's, me, I'm not, not just as you. Nitpicky as you, Gina. It's not just you. Well, Sean, our my friend Sean, our friend Sean, just said to me uh, one of the funniest things you said is when you asked me what movies I've ever disliked. He said that was hilarious <laughs> because it's true. Oh, yes. And I kind of said, well, it's kind of unfair, but I do go into movies mostly positive, but I also don't go to a lot of movies I'm not going to like. I'm not going to watch something I'm not going to like. I guess, but you're just, I mean, you're just like, you're a good guy and you're kind of a fan and you see the, I mean, these are good qualities you have. For those of us who are cynical assholes, it can be <laughs> I mean, I'm frustrating. <laughs> I think part of it, too, is this, is that I miss things that are probably glaringly obvious to other people as far as plot holes, things like that. I just, I miss them all the time. And people go, well, didn't, this shouldn't have happened because of this and this and this. And I, I, oh, I guess that's true. I didn't think about that. I just miss it. But you know what, Michael? Maybe it makes you just happier in general. Maybe Maybe you does. can just put on a damn movie and just have a nice couple hours. I have been known to watch terrible movies and, and just, just just find the joy see? in them. So, but Kudos to you, Michael, for just you. being able to enjoy something once in a while. Oh, thank you so much. Is there anything else we want to talk about this movie before we get into the rankings? I think that's. I think we've covered it. We have. I, I think do. so, too. Yeah. Oh, the rankings. The rankings. Uh, have you had a chance to think about the rankings? Yeah, a little. Okay. A little. Uh, do you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Okay. Um, Oh, this is a toughie for me. It's not at the bottom. Okay. But it's in the lower quadrant for me. Interesting. Like, do you remember what movies are between? Well, I'm going to have to, I'm going to, ha- I mean, I didn't put it on the thing. So it's better than Thor the Dark World. Yeah. It's, okay. oh, this is a really, this okay. is very tough for me because I feel like putting it at the bottom 
isn't really fair because I enjoyed it and there were a lot of things that were better about it than some of the things that really fell Mm -hmm. flat for me with Thor the Dark World. Yes, yes. Um, But on the other hand, the connection to the characters felt different for me. So I think it's probably, yeah, I think it's probably out of 10, it's down, I bet it's right around the seven. Seven? That's what okay. I'm thinking. It might be around this. We should have probably had the rankings in front seven-ish. of us before we made this, huh? Pro- well, 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 we'll post them. Yeah. Right. So. Well, let's. Say, did, I mean, did we you... don't want to go through the whole thing and bore no, everybody don't. with every because they can look it up easily on our social media. But I think yeah. So I think it's down in the like seven-ish range. Okay. How about you? Uh, I would put this very high, mm-hmm. and uh, I will not say it's better than Winter Soldier. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going back and forth on whether I liked it as much as First Avenger. Wow. Or um, or if it's between First Avenger and Avengers. So I think for Guardians, I will put this one probably right below Captain America First Avenger. It's probably my number three. Wow, we had very different experiences Absolutely. with this. Yeah. Interesting. This one I just found so much fun and ridiculous. It felt like kind of a space western. You love animals. <laughs> I do like Let's animals. Let's face it. It I was like the animals. damn raccoon. The raccoon did it. The raccoon <laughs> definitely did it. So it, it was just a very fun movie for me to watch. I get a kick out of it. I, it, it gives me so much joy. The, again, the little moments that happen, this Drax petting the rocket. Yeah. Little things like that just sure. make me so happy. Or like with Groot messing around in the background while they're making the plan. That's kind of stuff. Yeah, you love that. So cool to me. Uh, and I just, I like this director in general because he definitely takes a weird twist on things. Right. And I love that about him. So uh, I, I've seen Slither, which is a really strange movie. I highly recommend it as a horror movie. It's okay. so weird. And it, and I love that he kind of brings that, that aesthetic into, oh, I'll into have to this. check that out. So it's worth it. So put anyway, it on my long the, list. The very long list. Uh, so it's my number three. All right. All right. So let's talk about real quick what we have coming up. Sure. Uh, we have two movies left in phase two. The next one is more familiar characters. Uh, we will be watching Avengers Age of Ultron. Okay. So bring back a lot of the, oh, actually pretty much the entire cast from the Avengers and maybe some other surprises. I haven't watched this one in a long time, so okay. yeah, this will be good. Um, yeah, I think that's what we'll be doing next. All right, I can't wait. Yeah. So and, oh, and next time we're we're going to be recording at a new location. Oh, we are. <laughs> we're going to be up at a cabin. We have no idea how the acoustics will be at that cabin. It, so it'll be a little different, maybe, but it'll be our it'll be our uh, Wisconsin podcast. Right. You'll probably hear boats. Possibly. Boats. It'll all be part of the fun. It'll be really fun. We're having a little getaway and we're going to record on our getaway. We are. We are. Uh, So I think that'll cover it. Excellent. All right. This has been the MGU podcast, the Michael Genomatic Universe. I'm your host, Gina. And I'm Michael. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.